Amen. 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 Psalm chapter 3 this morning. Psalm chapter 3, the third psalm. Thank you, Brother Tyler, for praying and praying for the service here. Listening, uh, listening is a skill. Yeah. And listening to preaching takes work, don't it? It takes work. And I pray God when I preach that uh, God would blind your eyes. Blind your eyes now to my faults. Yeah. Give you amnesia about my silliness and, and anything in me that, that would hinder somebody. I say, God, give them amnesia where you, they don't come into their mind and God blind their eyes so they don't see no faults. But that they may hear the gospel message. God speak to you. Because listen to me now. Listen to me. This is the way God has chose to speak to us through what I'm about ready to do. When a brother stands here and preaches, that's how God chose to speak to you. Now, he can speak to you through dreams and visions, but he don't want to. He wants to do it this way. Can he? He can do what he wants. But you need to find out what God will do. This is what he will. This is what he's chose to do. And that's why you need to come and listen with a hearing ear and say, God, speak to me. And he'll give you something from his word. And not so much from the man, but from the word. Amen. In Psalm chapter 3, this is called a Psalm of David. When he fled from Absalom, his son, you'll see that in the top of your Bible. It says, Lord, David says this, Lord. How are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. Selah. Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of mine head. Ain't you glad for that? I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. Selah. He says it again. I laid me down and slept. I wake for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid, David said, of 10,000 of people that have set themselves against me round about. Rise, O Lord, save me. O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation. Belongeth unto the Baptist church. I think that your Bible, if your Bible says that, just lay it, leave it in the seat and we'll throw it away when we, go, we get ready to go. <laughs> Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Amen. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. And then he says it again, Selah. Your Bible says in Psalm chapter 3 right here, this is a psalm that David wrote when he was fleeing from Absalom, his son. That kind of gives you an idea of what's going on with David when he wrote this in his heart. You said, well, what's all that mean? Well, the Bible says the story behind this, the words I just read to you, that David penned under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, you'll find in the book of 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel. And David, listen, David has made a bad mistake in his life and with Bathsheba, and he's got all messed up in his family, and he's, some consequences have come into David's life. And because of that, brother, his son, Absalom, uh, killed uh, somebody who had abused his daughter. And it had caused a whole lot of issues right there. And David never did deal with Absalom. Absalom ran off for a couple years, his son now. And when Absalom come back, David still wouldn't speak to him and still wouldn't deal with him. And 
Absalom got mad at his dad, and so he set up outside the gate of the city where David was king, and he told everybody that came around, he said, you know what, if I'm your king, listen, things will be done differently around here, huh? I, I wouldn't do like David does, and I, I would treat you better than that. And he round up a whole lot of people that, listen, betrayed David. And Absalom set up upon, listen, David's house. And, listen, really brought great shame and disgrace to his daddy. So much so, Absalom, Brother Goble, took the throne of David and run David out of town. And the Bible said when David was on the run out of town, just a few people with him, so many had betrayed him. Even his own family had went against him. The Bible said that he went out of town, Bubby, with his head hanging down, barefooted now, and crying tears. What a shame that is. But to make matters worse, Jamie, there was a man there that David had been good to named Shimei. Yeah. And you know what? that man done to David when he was like that John boy he began throwing rocks at David and cursed David and called him a dead dog and saying you're getting just what you deserve and David had a buddy there named Abshai and Abshai said hey David he shouldn't be talking to you that way let me go up there and cut his old head off and brother Abshai could take care of business you better know that right and David said no just leave him alone God will take care of all that and God did later on in the life of Solomon and David was merciful to him so David's going along that's the background now why he wrote that get you the mindset where he is he's down in the dump it seems like his life is over with it seems like everything in the world has come against him don't it but that listen it seems so bad but I want to tell you this morning Listen, it may seem bad in your life. Troubles may come. Situations may arise. But it ain't as bad now, dear people, as you think that it is. If you're a child of God and you love the Lord and you're walking with the Lord, even though David had messed up in his life and many of these things came on him because he messed up. He done something stupid and he did something stupid to try to fix stupid. Some of you have done something stupid and you'll do something more stupider to try to fix your stupid mess. And it always makes it worse. You say you shouldn't say that. Well, the Bible says that. You shouldn't do something. If you do something wrong, like David did, why well, just confess that mess and say, God, help me with the consequences. But I want to get this thing right. But that's the situation, Bubby, that David's in. And here he goes back with his head down. Brother, he said, the Lord is the living up in my head. His head's hung down, Garrett. He's crying. He's in bare feet. And what does he say right here? He said, Lord. He cried out to God. He don't even know what to pray. Boy, I'm so glad, brother, that the Holy Spirit, Romans 8, 26 says that the Spirit prays for us. It prays for us in our weakness with groanings which cannot be uttered. There's some things we don't even know how to put in words, brother. There's some emotions and some feelings and we don't even know what to say. But aren't you glad that God knows how to pray through us for us? And that's what David's doing.
doing right here? He's saying, Lord, he's crying out to Almighty God. And in verse 2, he's pouring his complaint out to Almighty God. Let me ask you this. Who do you take your issues to? Who do you take your problems to? Do you run to your keyboard and throw it out there on Facebook? Or do you run to somebody and express all your problems to somebody? Brother, God wants you and I to bring our issues to the throne of grace. Bring our complaints. Bring our cries unto him. That's what David's doing in the first two verses, brother. He's crying out to God, Randall. He's complaining to God. He's saying, Lord, they're against me. He said many three times right here. But there's many of them that are surrounded about me that are coming against me, brother. And he's complaining. And he's bringing that out unto the Lord. Amen. You say, Brother Kevin, why is it now? Why is it that he's complaining out there? God knows already, Tyler, of what's going on. But there's something about God. Listen, he loves when we'll just bring our problems, when we'll just bring our issues and just tell him all about it. I like that old song that we sing sometimes. I must tell Jesus all of my troubles. Jesus alone. Well, some of you listen, you wouldn't be to me nowhere. You wouldn't hear all of our prayer nowhere. You ain't going to let nobody see your body, your head somewhere in church or humble down before God. And that's why you continue to carry your burden. That's why you continue to carry your problem. Because God, there's something about it, global, that God wants us to get humble down. And God wants us to pour our complaints and tell him all about it. I don't know who was with David, Brother Pokey, but I believe that David felt isolated. I believe David felt alone. I believe David felt hurt. And he was crying out, Jason, to God and pouring all his complaints out to God. Amen. Amen. Why is it that we go to God the last thing in our life when it will be the first thing that we do in life? Yeah, that's right. Huh? Should be. Yeah. David's got some bad news. He's a man with the doctor one day. He says, you want the bad news or the worst news? He said, I want the, I want the worst news. I want the bad news. He said, well, the bad news is you're going to die. You've got 24 hours to live. He said, Lord God, what's the worst news? He said, I tried to call you yesterday. Hey, man. <laughs> That's the way some of your life is right there. Right. That's true, brother. You're trying to work it out your own self. Yeah. Huh? And you're telling everybody else about it. And your life is a mess. But I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> you think it couldn't get any worse. <laughs> it can get better. It's not as bad now as you think it is. <laughs> I'm going to show you right here in the Bible. <laughs> David's crying out there before the Lord, brother. <laughs> He's pouring his complaint out to the Lord. <laughs> and then something happens real funny in verse 3. <laughs> he spends two verses now crying. <laughs> And he spends two verses complaining uh, to God. But something happens to him uh, when he begins to talk to God. Uh, he said, but thou, uh, O Lord, uh, are a shield for me. Uh, my glory uh, and the lifter up of my head. Uh, somewhere, Brother Tyler, uh, in all that, uh, he begins to change his attitude. Uh, he begins to change his focus. Uh, yeah. God, i tell you something. Uh, he ain't even asking God for nothing right here. Uh, He's just talking to God. Uh, have you ever just went to God and just talked to him uh, and just brag on him a little bit? or tell him what's going on in your life and not go with your Christmas list and just share with him some things in your life. He'll change your attitude. He'll change your outlook. He'll change how you
you deal with things that it's in your life. If you'll just go tell him about it and talk to him, brother, and spend some time, God will help you in your life. But a change happens in verse 3. He said, Lord, this is what's going on. But thou, O Lord, are a shield, my glory, and a lifter up of my head, brother. It changed how he looked at his whole situation. Brother, if you want to be distressed, just look within yourself. If you want to be defeated, just look back. If you want to be distracted, just look ahead around. If you want to be dismayed, just look ahead. If you want to be disappointed, look to another man. Brother, this man will let you down. These men and women will let you down. But Jesus Christ will never let you down. If you want to be delivered, look to Jesus Christ. And if you want to be delighted, look to the Lord. Amen. 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 He said, you're my shield, Lord. Yes. My shield. What's that mean, shield? We don't even know what that means. He said, you're my shield. David's a warrior. David's a king. Oh, yeah. He said, my shield. Now, I looked that up, Brother Tyler. A shield, if you held it up right there, brother, it was pretty tough. It protected everything coming on to you. But there's something about that shield, Randall. It couldn't protect you from things coming to the sides or something sneak up on the back of you. He said, Lord, you're my shield. I looked that my shield up. You know what that means? That means he's totally surrounded him. He told Abraham in Genesis 15:1. he said, Abraham, I'm your shield. You know what that means, Gary? It means I'm surrounding you. I'm protecting you from onslaughts from the side and onslaughts from the back. And I'm protecting you. He said, Lord, I know this. I'm in trouble. And it seems awful bad. But Lord, you're my shield. You're my protector. You got me all surrounded. You got my sides. You got my back and you got my front. And thank God you got God all around you. Your God is your shield and your protector. Amen. He says, God, you my, my glory. Amen. What are they saying about David? They saying about David this in verse 2. They said, verse David said, many, many there be which say in my soul, there's no, no help for him in God. Selah. He Selah means to think about something to dwell on that. Here's what, here's what the people were saying. The people was talking about David, and they were saying, ain't no help for him in God. I believe it was Charles Haddon Spurgeon said, the greatest affliction that ever hit a man was for him to think not even God could help him. Are you listening? He's in a situation in his life. If he stayed in verse 2, brother, he'd be the most miserable, depressed, discouraged man that ever walked the face of the earth. I mean, there's things that you're going to go through in your life I cannot help you with. Brother Chester Newsom need to sit along. There's a thing I can do about that, brother. But God prayed, we prayed, and God sent him two old fresh lungs. Hey, brother, God is our shield, and God is our protector, ain't he? And they said right here in verse 2, brother Tyler, they ain't no help for him. I'm going to tell you right now, brother, that must have hurt him off. Bad. They were saying, listen, here's what David done, and he's so bad that not even God can help him. Yeah. Boy, that'd be discouraging right there. But he said, but thou, oh God, are my shield and my glory. You want glory means? That means his opinion. That means something that's satisfied. He said, God, you're my glory. He said, my identity don't come from me sitting on the throne, but my identity is in you, Lord. Hey, God's still on the throne, dear people. He ain't sick. He ain't feeling bad, and he ain't worried. And David said, all they may say, that God, listen, that God, there's no help for him. He said, but God, you're my glory. Who I 
I am is in you. Listen to me. If you're here today and you're saved by God's grace, your life is hid in Christ. But nobody can come at you or get to you. they got to go through Christ, brother. Amen. He's walked through fires. He's walked on waters. Hey, brother, what are you going to do for him? You can't kill him noble. He raised from the dead. Hey, listen to me. We serve a big God. A strong God. He said he's my shield and my glory and the lifter up from my head. Amen. Amen. Great Lord. Lord. Amen. My glory. I get great peace in that. He said, But thou art Lord, oh my glory. And to lift her up my head. He said, I got great peace in that. Yeah. I got power in that. Your presence is in that. Are you listening? Right now. But there's something real about the Holy Spirit of God. There's something real about this thing of serving God. He said, You are my shield and my glory. And to lift her up my head. You know what he's doing, Noble? He's praying the word of God in the will of God. Back to God, brother, right. and get in the ways of God. And God's going to move and use him in a mighty way. Amen. You might be in a situation right now in your life, and you say, brother, it's awful bad. It ain't, it ain't bad as you think it is. Right. It ain't bad as you think it is. No. Is it as bad as David's right now, Mo? It's not bad as you think it is if you know God, because he's your shield. He's my glory. And the Bible said he's a lifter up of my head. Now listen, he had a head that was hanging down. You ever had your head hanging down? You ever say this? You ever say one of your kids, pick your head up. You ever say that? Pick your head up. You ever say it? You ever say it? We say it, don't we? Pick your head up. David left Jerusalem, <clears throat> tied with his head down, barefooted, broke, not knowing what to do. <laughs> and God said, He said, God, you're the lifter up of my head. In that day, listen to me. In that day, when you went before king for judgment, brother, you bowed at the throne of the king. That's right. And your head was down before the king. Well, the king put judgment on you. And if you was, listen to me, if you was guilty or they was going to execute you, Bubby, that king would step off his throne and he would take his foot where you're down there bowed before that king. Tyler, he put his foot on your neck and push you down. He said, but Lord, you're the lifter up of my head. If you was redeemed by that king in that day, the king would step off his throne, take you by the chin, pick your head up and look at you and say, look around. Listen to me. He said, Lord, I'm feeling awful down right now. Lord, I'm feeling awful betrayed right now. Lord, I'm feeling awful hurt right now. Lord, I feel like if their foot is on my neck right now. But God, you're the lifter up of my head. And God, you've rest out off your throne. And God, you've got me by my chin that's hanging down. And God, you've picked my head up. And God, you've shown me that you're my shield and my glory and the lifter up of my head. I don't care what's coming at you. I don't care how much of hell the enemies have come at you, brother. But thou art Lord, are my shield. And my glory and the lifter up of my head. Amen. Look what he says. I ain't done. This eight verses right here, but it's powerful, ain't it? He said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. He says in verse 4, and he heard me. Brother, he got in good communion with the Lord Almighty. Yeah. Right there. He got to praying to God. You know what I seen last Sunday, Brother Garrett? I seen people right here praying and getting in communion with God. I see people at their seats praying 
and getting in communion with God. <laughs> Brother, let me tell you something. God changes you through prayer. <laughs> God changes at you. <laughs> God changes you and I. <laughs> Listen to me. He might not get you out of a certain situation, <laughs> but He'll change you in that situation. <laughs> Brother, He'll strengthen you in that situation. <laughs> He'll surround about you <laughs> in that situation. <laughs> You'll start to see yourself <laughs> in Christ. <laughs> You'll say, Listen, my identity ain't in me. <laughs> my power ain't in me. <laughs> my life is hid in Christ, brother. <laughs> it ain't because on my worst day <laughs> and on my best day, girl, <laughs> I'm in Christ <laughs> and Christ in me <laughs> of the hope of glory. <laughs> I'm not trying to go to heaven. <laughs> I'm going to heaven <laughs> because of Christ <laughs> and not because I live perfectly <laughs> and not because I'm just crossed every, crossed every T <laughs> and dotted every I Jason. No, sir. <laughs> I'm going to heaven <laughs> because Christ saved me <laughs> and I'm in Christ <laughs> and, I'm, and he's my glory. <laughs> It ain't in me, Bubby. It's what he's done. And he's the lifter up of my head. Has God ever just come by when you've been in a situation like this and just picked your old head up and said, hey, I'm the lifter up of your head. Amen. <laughs> Here's what he'll do. Bubby, he'll put us in situations sometimes where he's the only one that can lift your head up. That's right. Did you know that? Yeah. Well, Brother Kevin, God won't ever put nothing on me. I can't handle it. Yeah, he will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds good on T-shirts. Yeah. That sounds good on T-shirts and yeah. Facebook quotes. Yeah. But that ain't life. Are you listening to me? God will put things on you that you can't handle. God will put burdens on you you can't carry. Why would he do that for? Because if you could handle everything carry every burden, you wouldn't need God. Hey, man. But God puts things on you, burdens you, and hand things heavy on you. Listen to me. You can't carry that thing. You've got to give it to the Lord. you got to say, Lord, you ever have to carry a bottle of water all day? First time you pick that bottle of water up, it ain't that heavy, is it? But if you carry that bottle of water in your hand all day long, brother, it gets heavier and heavier, don't it? Why is that? Because you're carrying it. And some of you come into church, and you're carrying the same old thing over and over and over. And you ain't getting no help. And it's getting heavier. Why is that? Because you won't let the Lord help you with that burden. Amen. And you ain't getting no results because you ain't getting no help. Amen. But in verse 4, he begins to commune right here, Bubby, with the Lord. Look what he said in verse 5. Verse 5, he said, I laid me down and slept, and I wait for the Lord to sustain me. Hey, listen to me. Chapter 3 is called a morning song. He said that, listen, after he got up all night. In chapter 4, it's called the evening song. He prayed that before he went to bed. He said, I laid me down and slept and awake. He said, for the Lord to sustain me. Brother, I can tell you three good things right now that is happening in your life. What are you saying, Brother Kevin? That same thing that happened to Brother David right Amen. here. That I read about Gavin. You know what he done? He said, I laid me down Amen. and I slept. And the Lord woke me up. I laid me down and I slept. And the Lord woke me up. Let me tell you three good things that happened to you. Brother Greg Spirit all year long. You laid down you went to sleep. And you got up. You laid down you went to sleep. You said, well, I didn't sleep good. But you did sleep some, didn't you? You said, I couldn't hardly lay down. But you got in the business where you could lay down. And you got up. And you got enough mind about you to be here today. David said, with all this going on around me, I laid down, I slept, and I got up. But God's been good to you. Amen. 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 God's been good to you. I laid down, I slept. With all that mess going on, he said, I laid me down, and I slept. And I awake. I laid me down, I slept, and awake. Because the Lord sustained me. The Lord. the Lord washed over me. Yeah. These people died last night. You ain't died. 
These people last night laid down had a heart attack or sleep and died, but you didn't. These people laid down last night and broke in their house and took all their stuff. They didn't break in your house. These people last night laid down, brother, and they woke up and somebody's dead to Solomon in the bed. It was their spouse. Mother went to check on the baby in the crib and he died, but yours ain't, is it? You're here right now. Why is that? Because I lock my doors tonight. Oh, no. It's because I run and take care of my health. Oh, no. It's because I watch out for my baby. I got one of them things. Listen to him breathing out and watch him. No, no. It's because the Lord sustained me. It's because the Lord watched over you. Amen. Psalm 91 11. A little sister Ellie back there tell you this. It said, The Lord give his charge, his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways, lest you dash thy foot against the stone. Brother, you laid down last night and you went to sleep because the Lord took care of you. Amen. Look what he says right here. He said, I'll not be afraid of 10,000 people that set themselves against me round about. Boy, it's confidence in God, ain't it? How many people's against him right here he's writing this? A lot. Thousands is against him. His own family's against him right here. He said, I, I will not be afraid of 10,000 of people that have set themselves against me round about. He must know something about Scripture, didn't he? Because Leviticus 26 says, And you shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. And five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. And your enemies, he said, shall fall before you by the sword. I believe old David's laying there in the bed, and God just brought that verse to him laying there. He said, you know what, Lord, you're right by your word. And one thing I know from Genesis 1-1, Revelation chapter 22, God takes great pleasure in showing you how he keeps his promises in his word. And Tyler, I believe David's laying there in that bed, thinking of all that mess going on. Think about his son coming after him. Yeah. Think about all this stuff. When you're laying there thinking about if you got cancer, or you're laying there thinking about can I pay this bill, or you're laying there thinking about my family, or you're laying there thinking about this, I pray God just bring the word to you. Yeah. Like you did, David, right yeah. here. I believe he brought this word to you and said, David, remember what I told them back in Leviticus? I'll take a hundred and I'll take one and run 10,000 off. Yeah. And David said, Yeah, Lord, and you ain't going to violate your word. I just think I just sleep, Lord. You work 24 hours a day, hey, seven days a week, hey, and you're surrounded about me, hey, and nothing can get to me yeah. unless it goes through the Lord. Amen. Hey, and I'm going to tell you something else right here. Thank Some of you Lord. in here is lost. You sniff your nose up, and you think you're all right. God's blessed you because somebody's saved in your That's house. Exactly right. God's had mercy on you and watched over you because somebody else is saved. Yep. Some of you boys and girls that, that you, you lost, you don't lose right. You ought to have been dead in jail or in hell, but you ain't because God's blessed you because somebody in your family loves the Lord. Right. Just like with Joseph and Pharaoh, right. God blessed Pharaoh in Egypt because Joseph. Right. He didn't bless Egypt because Pharaoh. Right. He blessed Egypt because Joseph. Right. Some of your families and homes is blessed because you live right and do right. Now, they may not know that, don't even care, but that the judgment, God will say, you know what, I had, I had mercy on you. Because you live right. That's right. That's right. I done right. I done right, but you gave you long, long suffering. That's right. Because right. you live right. Because right. your daddy lived right. Your mommy That's lived right. right. Or your son and daughter live right. Now, what you got to say about that? And the Bible said you ain't going to say nothing. Amen. You're just going to say yeah and amen, God. As he hurls you into hell, brother. God's been good to us, Goble. Brother, God's been good to us. And I believe he was laying there in a bed, brother. And God brought that word to him. Amen. Now, I'm going to show you something else. 
He says, Arise, O Lord, verse 7. Save me. You know what, you know what David said? You know why I thank Tyler that God brought the word to him? Because in verse 7 when he said, Arise, O Lord. You know Israel today? Israel would read Psalm 3 when they was going through a hard time in their life. Do you know they're still doing that today? You know on October the 7th when they was attacked by Hamas? That was like the second Holocaust, the worst second thing. You know they read Psalm 3 because the Jews always read this when they was going through bewildering hard times. And, and in verse 7, David said, Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God. You know, why I believe, you know why I believe God brought the word back to David? Because when he said, Arise, O Lord, save me. God told Moses in Numbers chapter 10, I looked this up. When you all go to battle with the ark, here's what you say when you go to battle. Rise up, Lord. Here's what Moses would shout before they go into battle. This is what they shout in Israel today when they go into battle. Rise up, Lord, and let thine enemies be scattered. And let them that hate thee flee from thee. <laughs> Listen to me. I believe David had that verse in his mind. <laughs> and said, rise up, Lord. <laughs> now, if you read your Bible, look down at your Bible. <laughs> you might see a word in there called imprecatory. <laughs> you say, brother, that's a big old mayonnaise word. I don't know what that means. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> you know what that means? <laughs> it means a judgment prayer. <laughs> it's, this is the first of God's judgment prayers <laughs> in the Bible. <laughs> or a curse. <laughs> you say, what are you talking about, preacher? I never heard of that. <laughs> it's about praying <laughs> for God to go at his enemies. <laughs> yeah. Let me just tell you in Eastern Kentucky terms. What this means right here, buddy. David is saying, Lord, go get them. Lord, go get them. Go get them, Lord. But look what David says right here. Even in that, he said, in mercy. He said, and Lord, give him smitten all mine enemies upon the cheek and break out the ungodly's teeth. He said, Lord, don't kill them, Gavin. He said, just break their jaw and knock their teeth out. He's calling them like a bunch of wild animals. He said, that's what my enemies are like. They're pursuing me like a wild animal out there. But God don't kill them now. They just knock out their teeth like an animal. Oh, listen, a lion can't do much as gumming at you, can he? An old German shepherd can't do nothing as gumming at you, can't he? You know, sometimes God ain't going to take the enemies out. He just knock their teeth out. That way when they're snapping at you, it don't even hurt you. You just sit back and go right on by them. That wolf can't bite you. He ain't got no teeth. Sometimes God ain't going to knock the enemies plumb out. He just going to take their teeth out. Well, they can't hurt you and do nothing with you. And I'm glad we got a God that's like that. That'll rise up in judgment. And David said, Now, God, don't kill them now. Just knock your teeth out. Because I'm tired of them snapping at me. I'm tired of them bothering me. And, Brother God, is going to rise up in judgment and do that very thing to David's enemies. <coughs> David had bad problems here, Tyler. He had problems within himself because he messed up. And sin brings consequences. Yeah, it's like that little boy got convicted of his sin down in Texas. Every time he sinned, God, boy, his daddy would take a nail, nail it to a fence post. He went out there one day and he had some nails in that fence post. It brought conviction on him, John boy. He said, Lord, how I'm so ashamed of all them nails representing all these lies. And I told him, he said, Daddy, I promise I'm going to repent and I'll tell no lies no more. Daddy said, every day you live like that, I'll pull a nail out. Well, after a while, his daddy pulled all them nails out. And the boy went out there and said, Daddy, I'm so glad all them nails are gone. But what about all them holes that are left behind? That's what sin does to somebody's life. God will turn out the nails, brother. But the scars are still there, amen. But the consequences are still there. Listen to me. But ain't you glad God is such a long-suffering, that merciful, that loving God? And he said, God, listen. Knock her teeth out where they can't get a hold of me. 
You might not take them out, but you'll knock their teeth out. I pray whatever fear God's got a hold of the devil's got a hold in your life. It keeps you bound up. It keeps you bid all time. God in his grace and mercy just knock the teeth out of that thing so you can go fly by it, brother. Have some victory and peace in your life. Amen. Look what he says right here. Last thing, Bubby. He says, Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Yeah. Selah, that means stop and think about that. He concluded this whole thing right here. He started out real bad, Brother Randall. He started out, he said, it's looking real bad, God. He started out complaining to God. But once he started praying in the middle of that thing, once he started seeing that God's his shield, God's his glory, God's a lifter up his head, and what God could do with his enemies, he said, salvation belongs unto the Lord. And he gives his blessing to his people. He concluded like this, Brother John Boy, that God's going to bring deliverance, that God's going to bless me, that God's going to help me. Brother, let me tell you something. Whatever you're going through in your life, listen, salvation is of the Lord, a deliverance of the Lord. God loves his people. God delivers his people. Some of you walk in pure old, listen to me. You walk as a loser. Your head's always down. You're saved by God's grace, brother. He's a picker up of your head, brother. He'll protect you. He'll get you through whatever befalls you. He'll dethrone your teeth, a teeth of your enemies where they can't get a hold of you and hurt you and bite you. Brother, I'm so glad that we serve a God like that. Amen. Let me ask you this question. There's a man during the Great Depression that uh, he couldn't make his payments on his farm down in Texas. And uh, he just couldn't make his payments. They kept going to him. They said, you can't make your payments. We're going to have to take your farm. A big old lot of land down in Texas. One day, he's sitting there at his house, Tyler Bentley, and knocked on the door. And he's a man said, buddy, I'd like, to, I'd like to try to drill out here on your farm. He said, well, you can go right ahead and do what you want to with this. I'm about ready to lose it next week anyway. He said, just go ahead and drill out there. It's in the 1920s. Man out there went and drilled Bubby, and he had oil wells all over his farm and became a multi-millionaire. Now, I'm going to ask you this question. I want you to think about something right here. Was, when was he a millionaire? When was he a millionaire? Was he a millionaire that day, or was he a millionaire all along? He just didn't know what was underneath the ground. He was a millionaire the day he got that property, wasn't he? He just didn't know it. When you got saved by God's grace, God give you all that you need. You got all of God. Listen to me. You got all of God that you're going to get. But God ain't got all of you. Huh? You get all of God that you Everything you need. Listen to me. Everything you need to walk right, to live right, to pray, to understand God, have victory in this world, God give you everything you need. Amen. When you got saved. Ruth, that everything you need, God, you can be God's son. Candace, God, you get everything you need, you can be God's son. Amy, you give me everything you need. He gives us everything we need. That's right, brother. But here's the problem, Glenn. We don't get all us. Huh? Because we're unfaithful. That's right. Because we don't practice the press, we don't pray. And we live with our head down. And we live like a sheep that's let out of the pasture that ain't with the flock. He's out there on his own. He can't, he can't, he can't handle it. He ain't got no protection. Everything you need, you got when you got saved, Randy. That's right, brother. I can't give you no more. I can't put my hands on you. I can't work you up, make you do no more. God give you everything you need. 
That's why he says, Garrett, work out your salvation in fear and trembling. I don't mean you work for your salvation. Lord God. That means he puts something in you for you to work out. You lift weights, you get stronger, don't you? Huh? You grow, you get you get more endurance. Everything you need to make it, God gave you in your That's right. Amen. Amen. Amen, Just like that farmer was a man the other day, he got that land. He didn't have to wait that man drilled his oil. It was all sitting there all along. God's give you everything that you need. So why do you walk in not victory? Huh? Why do you walk in open attacks of the devil all the time? Unprotected. Why do you never have no joy in your life? Why ain't the peace there? Look at your life now. Be honest about it. Oh, yeah. David had messed up, but David's getting honest and acknowledging this for God. And God's changing the tide in verse 3 all the way to verse 8. He gets to verse 8. He says, salvation belongs to the Lord. Eight of those verses, six of them, he's talking, bragging on God. Not asking for a thing, except, Lord, take care of my enemies. Don't kill them. Just knock their teeth out. How come you're not living that way? Why is it such a chore for you to even just attend church? How much are you praying? How much are you loving God? If you're, how does your life measure up with the Word of God? How come you don't have that peace? Where's it at? Look at your own life. Drew, give us a song. I want you to stand. Bow your head. Be like David. Say, Lord, you're the lifter of my head.